When it comes to spending time in God's Word, are you snacking or feasting? That's a good question, isn't it? Well, in the pages of her new book, Wendy Speak is encouraging a feast as we dig into the meat of the Bible. Now, the author that a couple of years ago brought us the 40-day social media fast is today releasing the 40-day feast. Wendy, welcome back to The Morning Conversation. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so we talked in 2021 about your 40-day social media fast. So every year on my bridge, we do a different spiritual focus, and it fit really well with that. Well, you've done it again. This year for 2023, our spiritual focus is spending 20 minutes a day with God. We're calling it our daily 2023. So uh, you've got a new book out called The 40-Day Feast. Feast. So we, we went from fasting to feasting here. So what led you to uh, write this particular book? You know, it, it flowed so naturally with the conversation that I was already having with readers. Even before the social media fast, it started with the 40-day sugar fast. Mm. That was the very beginning. And while we were doing the sugar fast, we realized that sugar was just the door through which we were inviting Jesus into our lives. And he would come on in, take a look around and say, thanks for the sugar, but I want it all. So what else are we turning to in lieu of turning to him and surrendering to him? And we all said in mass, our phones. And I remember now that conversation with you because you were saying it's more than social media. It's streaming our our, mm-hmm. our athletics, you know, the, the games right. we're watching Absolutely. and the news sources and all that. There's so many things we turn to during our days and we find ourselves so full and yet so empty. We were fasting in order to awaken a hunger so that we would turn to God's word for all our days and not just for those 20 minutes, but that it would then go in our lives. We want to feast to the point where we're full. And yet when we're eating God's word, we get hungrier than ever. Like So at the end of our annual sugar fast, I started getting messages. Wendy, can we keep going? And I would always say, yeah, keep fasting. (laughs) But it occurred to me that what they were asking was, can we keep feasting? Hmm. And yet they felt like they needed me to keep serving up the feast. What I felt like the Lord was telling me was, give them a feast that will teach them to feast. Hmm. And so the 40-day feast now isn't just to inspire us to be in God's word, but equip us, whether you are new to the concept or you're a veteran Bible reader, maybe you used to be on fire for God and love time in his word. You've fallen out of the habit because you reach past your Bible on the bedside table and grab your phone and Mm. you've gotten distracted. So we're just going to be going back to why is it so good? Why is it so living and active and applicable to? And then how do we do it? And if we're reading it, what should our lives look like? You know, Wendy, as we we talk about this whole thing about uh, feasting on God, feasting on his word, man, we've heard about the importance importance of God's word, right? The centrality of it, the importance of getting into God's word, but many still at least don't do it on a regular basis. So as much as we know the importance of it and logically can understand it, why do we still not get into it regularly? Keep coming back to this phrase, why are so many Bible believers not Bible readers? Mm-hmm. We would bank our lives on it being true, Hmm. but we won't spend our lives reading it like it's true. I think there are a number of reasons because you've done the social media fast. I think this one will resonate. We're just so busy. And yet somehow I can look at my screen time at the end of the day (laughs) and say four hours and 47 minutes I was on my phone today. How in the world can I be too busy, air quotations, too busy for 20 minutes 
during 2023, but I have all these minutes that I gave away to the lesser things. So I think we don't have our priorities in line and we haven't practiced the spiritual discipline of actually prioritizing time in the word. But also I think that there's a laziness that plays into it, a spiritual laziness. And so we we sit under our pastors on Sundays. Maybe you go to a midweek Bible study and you do that on Tuesday or you've signed up for a daily devotional to be sent to your inbox, but you don't do the muscular work of opening it up. But more than that, I think there's an ineptness, but this feeling of, I don't really know how. Hmm. I was 27 years old the first time I read through the Bible from cover to cover. And it was like the blinders came off. I was like, oh, this is a story. And it's not only history and his story, but it's my story too. And it's about Jesus rescuing his people. And I'm one of his people. And it was like, it went from black and white to technicolor. It went from verses and bits and pieces and passages to a a biblical storyline. And I was a character in it. So how do we get to the point where we understand what we're reading and join God in the story of what he did then, but what he's doing now, what he's doing in us and what he wants to do through us. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one of the things that's most central to our 40-day feast is let's understand the narrative. It's not only living and applicable, but then it descends, it falls, it drops into our life today. So we want to read it in context, but it applies to the context of our lives. So let's learn how to do that. You know, when I'm thinking about a quote I read from uh, John Piper, I think he got it from somewhere else. I I think it relates to Christian hedonism, which is an interesting concept. But his his statement is, the problem isn't that uh, we're on a pursuit of pleasure. The problem is that we're too easily pleased. Mm, I love it. I love it. Yes, he has a whole a whole topic on that Christian hedonism. Mm. And we chase and we chase the wrong stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Because we're told in his word that at his right hand and in his pleasure, in his presence, there are pleasures forever. That's where joy is found. Everything that we're chasing, whether it's with a fork in one hand, a phone in the other, as we you know stream, as we binge watch our favorite show, and we're going to meet up with our friends here, and we're doing all these things, we're chasing, we're chasing the good life. Mm. And we're missing the one who created life and is so good and wants to fill our lives with pleasure forever. In his presence. So, when do you begin the, the book with a quote from A.W. Tozer saying, The Bible is not an end in itself, but a means to bring men to an intimate and satisfying knowledge of God. So, as you kind of think about it, what difference does it make in our lives when we understand that the Bible is about Jesus and it's about an intimate connection and relationship with him. Yeah, man, I think that there are many of us who read our Bibles as though we are checking a box rather than checking in with a lover of our souls. Mm -hmm. You know, like, okay, I did it. Yeah, that was good. Okay, I can carry that with me for the day. But did we sit with him? One of those middle chapters. So I start out the book by just talking about why we should love it and taste it and Mm -hmm. feast on it. But the middle section is really what are some practical tools? And one of the practical tools is slowly, slow it down. It's better to savor the flavor of a short passage as we sit with God in his word than binge a big passage that we didn't really understand and we, did we experience his presence. And so it really comes back to 
joining him, not only in the book that tells us about him, but joining him in such a way where we're meeting with him because it is his presence and it is his word that sanctifies us, transforms us, fills up every gaping hole in our hearts and makes us new creations. So, Wendy, you use a lot of feasting language uh, in your book, which I think is cool. So one of the things that you talk about is uh, to not just ingest God's word, but to digest God's word. Unpack that for us a little bit. I even check in with myself. Okay, you ate it, Wendy. <laughs> Did you understand it? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to rush off with indigestion? <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying that we can't be confused, but let's remember as we digest, the best person to take our questions to after Jesus was crucified, after he even was resurrected, but the disciples didn't yet know it. Everybody was confused. It says at one point that it was nonsense to them. And I I love that because I think that we can be reading God's word and it feels like nonsense. We read it, we ate it, we ingested it, but we're having problems digesting it. What does that mean? And yet there were two followers of Jesus that hightailed it out of Jerusalem and they were on the road to Emmaus and they were full of questions. They didn't understand not what they read, but what they lived And yet Jesus came to them in his kindness and walked with them and explained it to them, starting at the very beginning, all the way through the law and the prophet. And if those guys who walked with Jesus didn't understand it, and Jesus had the compassion to say, hey, I'll walk it out with you. I'll explain you. I'll help you digest it. Why wouldn't he, thousands of years later, have compassion on our limited capacity to comprehend and say, let me walk it out with you. So one of the chapters uh, around that section where I say, read it slowly. Also, I encourage um, this pre-Bible reading plan. So I know you're about to do this this year. This is your goal is to read for 20 minutes every day in 2023. Mm -hmm. Before you open the Bible, make sure you're open to the Bible. Start with this simple pre-Bible reading plan and just ask, did I come to hear from the Lord today? Or maybe you want to pray this, God, give me the eyes to see, the ears to hear, the mind to comprehend, the heart to experience your love and the will to love you back as I read your word. So there are so many different ways that we can actually digest with the help of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit inspired the word and he can inspire you Hmm. in the reading of the word. So you don't just ingest it, but you digest it with his help. Wendy, you know, all of us kind of grown up probably had numerous times that our parents said, talk with your mouth full, right? So you you kind of learned that lesson uh, early in life, but you kind of counter that when when we're talking about the word of God and you make this statement, I'd love to hear you kind of talk about more. You say, talk with your mouth full. So what do you mean by that we should talk with our mouth? It's funny to hear you say it. I'm like, well, that sounds kind of gross. (laughs) But as you're reading God's words and we're going with that, that analogy of consuming, eating, chewing Mm it, um, savoring it, come to the table, sit with him at the table, feast on his word. As we read, talk to God. Hmm. Like I said about asking your clarifying questions, he is a kind communicator. As you read it, talk to him about the questions you have, but also as you read it, Turn it into prayers. As you read, uh, let's see, a passage, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. As you're ingesting it, turn it around to God and say, God, help me to not be overcome by evil. 
with my kids or with my spouse or with my coworkers or my neighbors or my parents. Help me not be overcome by evil when they do wrong. Help me overcome evil with good and then keep reading. And so I love to think of it as a dialogue. Bible reading is a dialogue. He speaks to us and then we speak back. Uh, There's a great quote. I wish I had it in front of me. I can't remember who it's by, but it says, it's a conversation, but make sure God does the most talking. (laughs) But talk with him. Ask your clarifying questions as you read. Cross-reference. Oh, God, look at that. You're substantiating that by going over here to James where you say, I should be listening and not just talking. Oh, that makes it easier to not not respond in anger when someone does evil to me. Okay, God, thank you. Now, here's another clarifying question. What do I do when they keep hurting me? Oh, that's right. You said this about forgiveness and how many times I'm to forgive. And it becomes this active dialogue. And the more of God's word we have implanted in our hearts, the easier that dialogue becomes. Wendy, as I shared earlier this morning, our uh, spiritual focus for 2023 is 20 in 23. So we're inviting people to commit to a daily 20, 20 minutes with God in his word in uh, the year 23. We're encouraging them to consider reading with us through the gospels each month, right? What impact has kind of diving into the gospels had in your own life? Man, I love it that you guys are doing that. I love it so much. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a chapter on why we read and reread the gospels, because it's really the Mm -hmm. only time that we return to the same story, knowing that we know the end, right? right? You wouldn't, You well, I don't know. My husband loves (laughs) watching the same movies over and over. But typically when I'm reading like a meaty novel, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't read the same one, except for maybe Jane Austen, come to think of it. But I don't typically (laughs) read the, the same book over and over, but it is the gospel's end that keeps us coming back to the beginning. The fact that we know that he died for sins and rose again and overcame our struggles, makes us want to read again of his birth and of his growing up and of his reaching out and inviting people to to forsake, to deny themselves and follow him. And we watch his miracles and we learn from his parables. It is because we know the end and ultimately the end, the very end of the gospels is his charge to us to now go. Go out and share the gospel message, the message of the gospels with others Mm. Um, that we come back to the beginning and we read them and again and again. And I love that each time I do, Jesus himself becomes more human and more God to me. Like I see his his deity and his godness and his goodness and his humanity to walk in sandal feet alongside them and alongside me and his teaching to them and the healing of them is the teaching and the healing so available in my life today. So again, to that that call to read the Bible in context, but know that it applies to the context of your life. Jesus coming for mankind applies to your life. He came for you. Mm-hmm. He wants to walk with you and talk with you. And he does that through the pages of his word. So Wendy, some listening this morning may be thinking, you know, every year I try to get into God's word on a regular basis and I, and every year I fall short. So what encouragement would you have for them this morning? First is I want you at the end of this conversation to just bow your head and ask God, who can I invite? Hmm. Break bread as you talk about the way you broke bread together over the month. Tune in here. 
for the reading of God's word each day. Because as you do that, you're going to be eating it up with your eyes as you read it, but you're going to eat it up with your ears. And there's just going to be this community of feasting. I say in the pages of this work of this book that I want you to be able to read the Bible for yourself. But that doesn't mean you have to read it by yourself. Mm, right. You can read it in community, but you've got to know how to open it up. The second thing I want to encourage you to do is honestly come to the Lord and say, what's getting in the way of my Bible reading? A.W. Tozer said that whatever keeps me from my Bible is my enemy, no matter how harmless it may appear to be. And if it is your phone, then maybe just during this first um, pass through Matthew, say, I'm going to fast from social media or you know whatever it is you binge as I create this consistent Bible reading habit. So I'm going to fast in order to feast after that in terms of the fasting, but the feasting needs to continue. Hmm. So as a way of starting that spiritual discipline of being consistent in the word. So I'm saying accountability and then try to get out of the way what's getting in your way. And maybe you don't need to fast. Maybe you just need a catchphrase that's going to hold you accountable in the morning where you just say the word before the world. I am doing my reading before I'm even checking my email. And I'm not saying you have to spend a couple hours in the word. I'm just saying, if you need to postpone something, postpone the rest of things. Start with the word of God. Seek first his righteousness, seek his presence and go from there. Well, Wendy, we are really glad that we had you back on the morning conversation with us today. Today and just like last time, you have given us a lot to consider as we grow in time spent with God in His Word this year. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us this morning. All right, guys, enjoy your time in the Word this year.